Welcome back to The Lead, a podcast about content marketing by Copyblogger Media. I'm your host, Jared Morris. If you want to get a content marketing education on the drive to or from work, this podcast is the way to do it. Last week, we brought you a special edition episode, The Hangout Hot Seat, with Copyblogger CEO Brian Clark. If you missed that episode, be sure to go to copyblogger.com slash hot seat, two words, to get caught up. Today, Damian Farnworth and I resume our series on the essential ingredients of a blog post. With another ingredient designed to keep readers attached to your words and desperate to find out what you're about to say next. What's the ingredient? Keep listening and we'll tell you. Okay, Damien, so we're continuing here on our journey uh, along this path of the 11 essential ingredients of a blog post. And we started out with you know, magnetic headlines and openings, how to grab attention. And now as we're here in this middle part, we're talking more about how to keep attention, how to keep people going down the page, keep them engaged with exquisite subheads and telling a seductive story, which we've addressed in these last two episodes. Now we're talking about how to keep attention with internal cliffhangers. So tell us, Damien, what is an internal cliffhanger? How does it work? Okay, so let me, let me just go back to a, an article that I mentioned in a couple of podcasts ago. Is you won't finish this article by uh, Farhad Manju in Slate. And um, basically, Farhad was making a point in his article saying that most people don't, like you said, you won't finish this article. Most people don't finish an article. Only about 50% of the people get 50% away, 50% uh, through it. Um, but so this is relevant, relevant to our current discussion about the uh, eternal cliffhanger because really now that you've got their attention with the headline, you've, you've pulled them in with the seductive you know, uh, image, you've got them to read your first sentence and so on. Now, now to keep them com- you know, coming down that page is you using such tricks like this internal cliffhangers. And all eternal cliffhangers are just statements or devices that stitch your story, article, or podcast together. Um, using emotions and shock inside, so it's in, and it's inside a piece of content that entices a reader to keep going. So, for example, we're all familiar with cliffhangers in culture, right? Soap operas at the end of the episode of The Patriarch discovers that his wife is also his daughter, right? So that's a cliffhanger, and you're you've got to see the answer for the you know uh, next show. You know, uh, there's episodic TV shows like um, Lost. I've never seen that. I know that you have, Jared, but. Um, yes. That that I I've I've heard that they were very very good about keeping you glued at the end at, at the very until end of the show and then just sort of doing something that startled you kept you wanting to see the next one. Of course, you see this also in newscasts where you know um, the anchor will say after the break, learn which city politician confessed to smoking crack with a ten year old kid, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. where you're like. Oh, okay. So I'm. You <laughs> I know, hear me, that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so that's the same point inside of uh, your article, your post that you create. And of course, you can this the same technique. You know, works inside any kind of content that you're you're creating, any kind of media that you're creating. You know, whether it's uh, like say this video podcast, for, for example, you can do it inside there. You can do it inside of your your blog articles. You can do it inside of uh, videos where you're using suspense, humor, challenges, dramatic surprises. You know, uh, positioning something is at stake, so people like want to find out what happens to the main hero, whatever, or some, and something is withheld too. So, if I were going to use an internal cliffhanger in this podcast, I could say something like, "Make sure you listen all the way to the end when Damien provides some essential uh, tools for adding internal cliffhangers to your to your posts." 
Would that yeah. be an example of an internal cliffhanger? At, yeah, absolutely. And so, of course, when you've done that early in, so people are then sort of invested. At least they can make that evaluation. They can make, you know, you make that evaluation whether they're going to stay through whatever. So it's going to be a good one, right? And uh, Okay, so, and, and to everybody listening, make sure you listen till the end when Damien does provide some tools that you can use to add internal cliffhangers to your post. But before we get there, so we hear about cliffhangers, and especially, like you mentioned, on episodic TV, a lot of times cliffhangers are kind of sensationalized, right? You know, hyperbole, kind of crazy. Can you do them without being sensational? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, right. So, like, uh, there's this great example that, and this is kind of what got me started on this thread of thinking about t- internal cliffhangers. I was reading a bu- book a couple of years ago by Jim Holt called Why Does the World Exist? And it's basically a journalist who explores all the philosophical ideas behind the existence of the universe. So he's he's interviewing scientists, philosophers, theologians, and getting their, their, their take on it. Um, but throughout the book, he makes, it, it can be, you know, most people, it's probably a dry read. I, I like the topic to begin with, but, but even then, you had to read it. There had to be reasons to keep reading. And he did that with internal cliffhangers, where he would just string together um, statements throughout the chapters, like within, even within the chapters, and statements that are like, of course, orthodox believers can always respond to a scenario like, lens by saying, okay, but who created the physicist hacker? Let's hope it's not hackers all the way up, where it's, where it's a turn of phrase or a way he positions something or ch- uh, he makes some sort of challenge that's like believable and it's credible and it's not full of sort of hyperbole or sensational kind of, you know, emotional heartstring tugging. And, um, you know, and then, you know, one of my favorite quotes that he did throughout that book, he said, one can only hope it doesn't turn out to be a bridge of asses. And, of course, all this really makes context only if you're reading the book. But that, in a sense, shows Holt's wit and humor as he was writing this book, which kept me wanting to keep on reading. So that's, that's the internal cliffhanger. And, and everybody has a different skill level as a writer. So not everybody may be able to use wit and humor to, to or effectively, anyway, to string a, a post or a story along. Are there some more, say, pedestrian ways to, to create uh, suspense, perhaps in ways that aren't quite as, uh, as taxing on the brain or require so much skill? Yeah, I I think you um, hit the nail on the head by saying that this is a skill that you do develop. And I think a great place to start is simply just think about, you know, phrases like, for example, or let me explain, you know, or here's what I mean, here's why. Those are really just, those are the beginnings of eternal. Those are are probably the most known, most well-known, overused ways of thinking about eternal cliffhangers. But if you think about it in that way, you can use those almost sort of like a template formula where you think you, you can make a statement and you say, let me explain. And then that's just encouraging people to keep on reading. And so what I found, too, and just looking back over the history of you know, learning how to write, that's one of the very first things that I learned. And they call them transition. Those are also considered transition statements where they make the transition from one idea to another one um, easy. Um, but also if you think about it in that way, that helps train you to think about as you're writing that every time I make a statement, I need to make a statement that, that, and I need to think about how I'm going to turn the corner with that statement, whether it's going to be something sensational, whether it's going to be a challenge, whether it's going to be, you know, my wit or something. You can start by doing that, just training yourself to recognize those, those times is by using these sort of pedestrian ways of like, for example, let me explain. And of course, um, I think, a really great sort of internal uh, cliffhangers are is 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 dialogue. I don't think a lot of people probably think about that, but dialogue in articles stop people. It, we know that 
there are studies been done that people st- will stop and read dialogue because they they sense there are two humans connecting here. There's a human interest sort of bonding going on, so they're interested in reading that. So as we talk about this, it sounds to me like there's some overlap between our last episode where we talked about seduction, right? And we talked about kind mm-hmm. of pulling the reader along and even, you know, giving them a little bit, but not everything. It sounds like, you know, internal cliffhangers in a way is a lot like that, you know, to where you're kind of seducing the reader, you're, you're giving them a little bit, not everything to keep them engaged, keep them wondering, uh, you know, what's, what's next, what's around the corner. Would that be a fair assessment, an accurate assessment? Absolutely. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the shows, that internal cliffhangers are just are, are one trick, you know, it, part of one trick out of the toolbox as far as keeping that reader reading throughout there um, inside the actual text. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great way to position it. Would one way to include internal cliffhangers be, because I've seen this a lot, you know, you can use them in, in your introduction, right? And almost kind of hint at what the conclusion might be. Obviously, you don't give it away, but, you know, you kind of hint at it mm-hmm. um, and then save it all the way for the conclusion. Do you do you want internal cliffhangers that, that, that have that big of a gap between the payoff? Um, it, or is that not an advisable way to do it? No, that's a perfectly acceptable way to do it. You have to keep in mind, though, don't let that be your only internal cliffhanger. Right, so like it, it, making a great promise, a great tease at the at the front, um, and but then throughout, making just like what you know, kind of what I call micro seductions throughout. You know, this, this sort of dribbling the breadcrumbs so the bunny rabbit follows you back to your house. Right, it's a real just slow kind of patient process, but it's happening without. Um, but yeah, certainly some, certainly makes huge promise. You know, some kind of payoff at the end, and uh, is is acceptable. Don't forget to do that throughout as you keep people you know, to keep people reading. Okay. Uh, so any final tools or, or tips that you can share uh, with the listeners about how to in, involve internal cliffhangers in their posts? Any additional ones, I suppose? Uh, yeah. So um, I think this one is really just about being observant, right? And I think that's a lot about what being, I mean, as a writer yourself, you could probably relate to that, this idea that you're really just sort of paying attention to what other people are doing, how other people do it. So, you know, keep your eyes open, you know, watch reality TV, watch the news, um, Watch uh, shows like you know Lost. Watch movies that have watch movies that are sort of you know um, that do this really well. Um, read or watch plays. And there was one one thing that uh, one book that I read. It was called um, Emotional Structure, uh, and it was by Peter Dunn, who is who is a Emmy and Peabody Award winning producer. Um, but he wrote a book called Emotional Structure, and in that he just spoke about this idea of just cre- you know creating a sort of emotional time. Because really, I, I think what a lot of times we writers underestimate the power of internal cliffhanger, the power of a seduction, the power of you know emotional plea. We think we have to sort of pour on the the emotion, to pour on the sensation, in order to keep the reader. But we 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 vastly underestimate their ability. I should say their ability to 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 hang on for to something that you know may not be as substantial as, as we think that it should. So in other words, I'll, I'll basically what I'm saying is, is sort of respect your reader's intelligence and realize, um, pay attention to the books that you read and realize that yeah, there is an emotional pull going on there. There is something about that article. Figure out what that is, but also realize it's not really um, heavy duty kind of industrial sort of level work it's it's really just sort of simple 
creating some sort of an emotional tie, and that keeps people reading because when we can relate to when we can relate to a character, when we can relate to a problem, you know, we tend to we, we keep reading because as long as we're interested, it doesn't matter how long the copy is, doesn't matter how long your article um, is, as long as you're interested, that'll keep you reading. So that's your job is to say keep you know, pay attention to the things that are going on out there, uh, sort of study and deconstruct the way other people are creating uh, persuasive and compelling content and, and then try to try to adopt and adapt that into your uh, your own work. Good advice as always, Damien. All right, everybody, we will be back soon with another one. Only three more of these ingredients to go. All right, thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Lead. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. You can also tweet about the show or share it with a friend. We appreciate any and all love you can send our way. Tune in next week when Damien and I are joined by Sonia Simone to discuss the controversial decision to remove blog comments on Copyblogger. Talk to you soon, everybody. So I wish I was a slave to an age-old trade. Lord, have mercy on my rough and rough.